Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yes, indeed. It's the Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan, your home of the Dallas Cowboys and Texas Rangers, who won the World Series, mind you. Yes, they did. I'm Reginald Atatula. Sitting alongside me is the fan phenom winner, Blake Elliott. Talk to me. Shout out to Larry D. Flores on the ones and twos, keeping us sounding good on this Friday evening. And shout out to you for rocking with us, however you're listening and wherever you're listening. Thank you for making us a part of this uh, this end of your week, I imagine. Unless, I mean, look, people have very different weeks. But look, let's still celebrate the weekend. No, we got to celebrate. And the fact, if you are listening on the YouTube or the Twitch, big salutes to you. It's Friday night. I know you could be going out, but you're listening to the Get Right. So shout out to you getting right. Um, Coming up in about 20 minutes, we'll, we'll kind of get you ready for your weekend, see what everybody else is doing on the weekend um, as we head into the weekend and remember this weekend 105 through the fan has you covered when it comes to sports and content uh of course saturday we have 10 a.m to 2 p.m you'll have will and ca and then that'll lead into georgia tennessee that that game will then lead into florida and missouri so your saturday is covered up with football on the fan and then of course 105 through the fan is your home of the dallas cowboys so sunday morning starting starting at 9 a.m we got you covered eric Chia follow Brian Broaddus have the pregame show there. That'll take you into Cowboys Panthers that starts at noon, and of course you'll have the you'll have the postgame show after the game, and then I'll, that'll lead up to the Specs, Specs postgame tailgate show with Alec Medford and yours truly Blake Elliott. Yes, sir. You better be there. Don't miss it. And so we've got a whole bunch of content for you, and you know that this is the place to be. Turn it on, leave it on. One oh five three the fan. But right now. Let's get you some headlines on this Friday evening um, as where, where should I start? I guess let's begin here. We talked about Carissa Thompson and the saga that was after, Interesting. after Interesting. she uh, let it be known that, you know, sometimes she just kind of kind of made reports up for those sideline reports when she was unable to speak to, you know, coaches and kind of gave some generic things uh, after, earlier today. After, you know, everybody in the sports world had some level of comment and a lot of them were kind of negative towards her in this sentiment. Carissa Thompson says she, quote, never lied during her time as a sports broadcaster. Um, And she went on further to say, working in media, I understand how important my words are and I chose words wrong to describe the situation. I'm sorry. And this is all from something that she wrote and put on Instagram. Uh, She said, quote, I have nothing but respect for sideline reporters for the tireless work they put in behind the scenes and on the field. I'm only appreciative and humbled to work alongside some of the best in business and call them some of my best friends. So she wanted, she, you know, she's just trying to clarify that she she said that, you know, she she never lied about anything or felt it, was, it never was unethical. 
Um, she said that on the on the podcast to you know refresh her memory, she said she was just gonna make this up. Now, you know she's told this story before. Yep. And so this is the tough part. Those are the words she used on the part of my take podcast. And she's used similar words when it comes to the podcast that she did with Aaron Andrews prior, I believe, a couple years ago along those same lines. This feels in some ways like her trying to cover it up. But I understand, like, the sentiment of I wasn't trying to do anything wrong. However, like, it felt like she needed to be more more discerning in those instances where I feel like it probably is better for you to either let your producer know, hey, wasn't able to get anything. You know, what do we do from here? As opposed to just kind of taking it into your hands and kind of putting words in um putting in words in in people's mouths yeah i don't i don't think there's any malicious intent with her comments or lack thereof we should say from the coaches but i think this is a great uh pr response like we said she's in media she's got a lot of pr friends helped her type up something that sounds good to the ears and the eyes but um It'll be interesting to see how her credibility kind of goes down the line because we know how far narratives go. And as soon as something hits the timeline, people run with it. So it'll be quite interesting to see the next time she's on a national broadcast, what all the comments look like under her review. Well, remember that she's uh, she's the host of Thursday Night Football now. Uh, she, she was previously with Fox Sports. I thought she was still with Fox Sports, but I might be mistaken in that regard. Uh, but she, I mean, she still has a job in the business, and I know that that caused a little bit of frustration for a lot of folks where they were like, look, that's a level of privilege that not everybody has to be able to have something like that go public and still remain, you know, retain their jobs. But neither here nor there, that's, that's the update to that story as it was going. Uh, we mentioned this earlier today, but it's worth bringing back up. Bradley Beal is going to miss at least three weeks with his back strain that he's been dealing with since the beginning of the season. I believe he's played maybe one or two games um, thus far, but... The Phoenix Suns let us know that, um, you know, he'll be reevaluated in three weeks as he continues to rehab that low back strain, which means at least three weeks. We don't know if he'll make it back. Uh, so the Phoenix Suns missing one of the big three that they had put together. Um, they're currently leading 63 or rather 64 to 56 uh, in Utah at this moment. But still a little bit of a tough loss for them. Where's the confidence level on the Suns right now? For me, it's at an all time low. I as we know, I didn't feel great about them going into the season. And then not having the guy that you just went and acquired to hopefully put you over the hump in a tough Western Conference is not on the floor. And he doesn't do much good for you just sitting on the bench watching Devin Booker and Kevin Durant try to win games. It's, I don't even know if what what they're going to do when you don't have these guys building synergy when you need that to make a deep playoff push. And Bradley Beal being on the sideline is the last thing you want to see if you're a Suns fan. Sure. I mean, you got to hope that that three weeks is just that three weeks and he you can get him back because three weeks puts you where? I mean, that puts you nearing, not at Christmas, clearly, because that would be an entire month, but that puts you nearing towards Christmas, which I mean, anecdotally or like kind of colloquially, we talk about as like the start of NBA season. But really, you you would hope that those three are together by that point um, where you can start to start, you know, figuring out what the roles are together. Um, and how this thing works together. Um, I still think that there's still a lot of opportunity here, but the way that this is going, if it's three weeks, cool. The problem is he'll be reevaluated in three weeks, and this has been a consistent, like that back has been something that's that he's been dealing with, and understandably so because trick backs don't stop tricking. Right? I mean, he's been carrying the Wizards for years, so I, <laughs> that back, it well, makes sense why it's hurt. You say caring. How much caring were they actually doing? It's not like they were winning games. Yeah, by caring, I just mean putting up. Points, but which it definitely he, won W's. Which he was doing to himself.
He kept signing them deals back up. Yeah, he did. He did. He had, what, one or two different opportunities to leave, and he said, run it back. Give me that dollars. And now he's on a team that's obviously a contender, but he ain't on the floor. Um, as we continue along on your headlines on this Friday night, um, apparently MLB has more rule changes that are being proposed. Uh, obviously, we talked about earlier this week how the, the pitch clock when there are runners on base has been tightened up a little bit uh, going forward. Previously, it was sat at 20, 20 seconds when there's runners on base. We tighten that up. Uh, the MLB has to 18, and it seems like uh, that reduction is – that. Well, I guess I shouldn't say it's already in. It's the biggest proposal that the competition committee is considering. Um, beyond that, they're also suggesting other adjustments when it comes to batter timeouts, pitching changes, and mound visits. So um, The mound visits will be interesting. Yeah, so uh, when it comes to some of the pros proposals, there's also an idea of maybe a restriction on pitchers circumventing the clock, maybe a requirement that pitchers who warm up face at least one hitter and mandate that pitchers work exclusively from the stretch with runners on base. Ooh, so that the exclusively from the stretch is interesting because we've seen a couple different pitchers, even when there's runners on base, still do their normal windup. It'll be interesting if they implement that as a straight-up rule. You'll see a lot of pitchers going to have yeah. to adjust. Yeah, it, 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 I wonder how people are hearing this. Feel free to text into the truckwreck.com text line 877-881-1053 because I think the rules as they've started to be, like the time rules that have yeah. been instituted this past season, it felt minimally invasive to the game itself. And so I thought there was enough people that could get behind it that was like, this doesn't feel like it's changing the game. It's just kind of putting some parameters to help speed it up. I do wonder at some point what what point it is where people start feeling like you're messing with the game. And I'm not saying that there's a definitive line because I don't know, but I do wonder what that is. Um Here's some of the proposals. The batter timeouts, uh, the idea is that the home plate umpire would signal for a restart of the 15 or 18 second clock uh, between the timer, uh, or sorry, uh, pitch timer and granting the batter's request. So the idea is that, uh, you know, hitters took advantage of that timeout because there's not really a limit in that time. And so the idea is maybe set a little bit of a time limit on, on that. Um, and then I we mentioned the idea that pitchers would work exclusively from the stretch. Um, because pitchers have kind of adopted a hybrid delivery um, that kind of does both of those things. I don't know exactly how you police that. That's a weird one. Uh, the idea of maybe mound visits being limited from five to four because that's something that the fans generally don't love. Um, pitching changes, the idea is that that timer would go from two minutes as opposed to 2.15. So, again, just trying to tighten up some of these things. Um, and then, again not allowing the pitchers to circumvent the starting of the clock by kind of waiting to get set. The idea, get set quicker so that we can keep this thing going. Um, and look, ultimately, I think the time of the game went down and it was good, but I understand when someone like Mike Bassick, former Major League pitcher and a star, I guess, of the KNC Masterpiece from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on 105 Through the Fan, when he talks about the idea of, look, the reason why these games have extended is because of, is because of advertisements and the, the time between um, between innings that extend the clock. But the thing that we have to consider is that all that all those things pay the bills. That's why the money keeps going up, the TV money uh, that ultimately pays everybody's salary, including the players. I would be interested to hear from you, Reg, and the text line, if you go to a baseball game, are you that worried about the time? Or are you enjoying the experience for what it is? Because I feel like the people that are kind of complaining about the time are people who don't even watch baseball. And are, um, and are just kind of like, oh, the game takes a while. I know when I went to Rangers games this year, I was enjoying the experience, whether mm -hmm. it be three hours, 3.30, 2.30, four hours. 
when you're there, you're there in an experience. And so if the pitch clock's 18 versus 20, not going to make much of a difference in my eyes. And I know it's shortened the game up over. I'm a mm-hmm. fan of the pitch clock. It was one of my favorite things of it. But these feel like minimal changes, and I'm sure they have reasoning behind them. But I would just love to know if you – are you noticing that change enough where you're like, ah, this is going to make or break the game for me? I, I think so. So the idea of when you're in the stadium – uh, you don't really that that feeling that you're that you're mentioning the idea of it doesn't matter as much to you. I think it does in certain ways. Talk One, um, especially when you talk about all the mid you know midweek games, you literally have five of your seven or, or sorry, um, well, what was I saying? You have four of your six games a day or a week rather are during the week, yeah. and so maybe you could say three and three, right? Because that Friday game ends up being a little bit different. It's not a school night. But you want families to be able to come to these games. And mm, if you're starting at like good 7 point. and that game rolls around, rolls around all the way to like 10, it's a little bit different than if that game rolls around to 9.30. You know, and that 30-minute difference can make all the world and whether, you know, families decide to go to the game with, with kids and such. And then also in addition to that, the pace of the game does change. Yes. And so that is that's something that's nice, especially when you consider – the game is about being in person historically, but TV has really usurped uh, the ways in which people take in this game a lot. And so making sure that's a good TV product, you could feel the snappiness. I felt it in the World Series. Oh, even, I loved it. Um, where I was wondering, does this take any of the tension out of the game? And it felt like the tension was still there through the postseason, but the games were moving quicker. And ultimately, I understand where you're talking about also where baseball, I don't want to say purists, but people that love baseball are going to be here regardless, but baseball is trying to appeal more to some of the people that don't feel like purists, that are maybe accepting of the idea of, I would, I could like baseball, but if it fits into my schedule and if it has that pace, maybe it draws more people in. So, that's the way that I view it, I, I and I appreciate it. Great I'm just touch. interested in seeing how some of these uh, some of these rule changes affect here. Yeah, I, no, I like that angle that you're talking about, kind of appealing to a larger audience, because we do have purists in baseball They want to just enjoy the game for what it is. But you see NFL and NBA kind of rule, especially when it comes to social media, things happening quick. We want baseball during the regular season to be just as engaging, not just the postseason. So I understand why all these changes are being made so that people can be engaged all throughout the season, not just when the Rangers are in the World Series. So what other headlines you got for us, Rage? Well, um... It's worth noting in the NBA, Marcus Smart, as we talk about, you know, guards that are not being able to play. I'll Bradley Beal, I guess, is a winger in some ways. Uh, Grizzlies guard Marcus Smart is going to be out three to five weeks Ooh, they need with a sprained foot. Um, so that adds to Memphis's already incredibly deep injury list. So they provided more details today. He um, was obviously the defensive player last year, and he was acquired via trade this offseason. He hurt his foot on Thursday, or sorry, rather Tuesday night against Los Angeles, but we find out today that he's going to miss three to five weeks, and this is a team that has been languishing right now in the NBA. When you talk about John Morant still serving his 25-game suspension, they've Brandon Clark has been injured. Uh, they lost Steven Adams for the entirety of the season before this season even started. Those are major pieces that they needed. Defensively, they're okay, and obviously Marcus Smart factored into that. Offensively, they can't put a, they can't put it in the bucket. They've been awful, and so the idea of being able to facilitate, being able to pass the foot, pass the basketball, they haven't had that, and losing Marcus Smart is only going to make that worse. Can we get if if you're in the text chat right now? Can we get a W for Reggie's vernacular? Did you say linguist? Was that the word you L- said? Languish. Languish. Yeah. Can, what does that word mean? I'm not even going to lie to you. I've never heard that word. I don't think in my entire life. 
we'll do, we'll do the Googles in the break. I think G we can do Googles that. in the break. So W in the chat for Reggie's vernacular. But yeah, the Grizzlies can't put it in the bucket. You obviously acquired Marcus Smart last year to hopefully bridge the gap from Ja Morant not being there. Hopefully could be a little um, focal leader of the offense. So him being not out there, not having your team like Reggie just said, it's kind of looking like a season that's trending in the wrong direction. I wonder at what point do you kind of just, as a coach, just be like, what's there to look for? Ja Morant's obviously going to come back at some point, but it's not trending right for Grizztown. Um. Real quick, I just want to give a shout-out from the 945. They say, love the show, listen all the time, have a family podcast about the macabre oddity hub. Uh, can you get a shout-out? Shout-out to you for uh, you and your podcast and for listening, being a Tolo. Um, there's a few people who did answer your question about the idea of you know going out to the game and how, you know, look, man, they say uh, from the A17, if you make a day out of a baseball game, who cares about the time? That's my day if I go. Enjoy it however long it lasts. And from the A17, they said this, uh, another A17, they said a similar thing. 100% the experience. I don't care how long the game goes. And I think that baseball is happy for those fans, and they feel like you're not losing those fans if you shorten the game up. But what you do have an opportunity to do is gain some fans when it comes to TV. And speaking of TV, as I believe someone asked on the Twitch, so I'm willing to kind of go back over this a little bit. Um, uh, U.S. federal George, a uh, uh, judge rather, not George. I don't know. What, I don't know what his name is. <laughs> George um, approved a wind down plan for Diamond Sports Group um, on Wednesday, which set a potential path for you know maybe an end game to whatever their bankruptcy proceedings are. However, um, Diamond Sports is kind of the whole problem of all of this issue of this situation is Diamond Sports has not been able to pay their bills when it comes to uh, the broadcast rights, right? for these various uh, teams and sports entities. And so with that being the case, Diamond Sports, which runs Bally Sports Network, I guess I should make that clear, um, they have deals in place with 11 MLB teams, but the two are in jeopardy, two teams, the Cleveland Guardians and, of course, your Texas Rangers. And with that being the case, um, Diamond Sports might drop the rights of these teams as of this offseason, which would allow both teams to get their broadcasting rights back and maybe have it broadcast by the league or maybe some other instance iteration. So what's happening is, and I imagine some of this is because the broadcast rights, Bally has negotiated some situations where maybe they can get lower broadcast rights payments with some of these or uh, some of these um, other teams, and maybe they'll carry this last year of 2024 and then allow them to get their broadcast rights back so Bally could still have that content for one more year as they kind of wind down their bankruptcy. But I imagine... Particularly with the Rangers, I imagine that the you know the 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 negotiations probably aren't working out very well or what have you. But that allows if they do in fact do not come to terms with the Rangers to carry the games this year, you could have Rangers games more accessible once more what? this season. What we don't know what exactly that would look like because again you have to go through the process of Bally dropping you know dropping that contract and then ultimately seeing what the Rangers and MLB do with those rights. But maybe just maybe. Uh, the Texas Rangers could be free of the uh, of Valley Sports come, uh, the, I guess, April of 2024. Well, that's the best news we've heard all evening on the Get Right. If anyone is a Valley Sports fan, please let me know. But everyone I've talked to has not been a fan of Valley Sports, whether that be not being able to get to the network, whether if you get to the network, it not working, connection issues, going in and out of games. So I think I speak for all Tolos listening. Bally and the Rangers will happily get divorced. 
Those are some headlines on this Friday evening on the Get Right on 105.3 The Fan. Reginald Datatuli here with you sitting alongside the Fan Phenom winner, Blake Elliott. Talk to me. Come on. Uh, we appreciate you rock with us. And shout out to Larry D. Flores, keeping us clean on the ones and twos. Coming up next, what you got going on on your weekend? Let's wind down on a Friday here on the Get Right on 105.3 The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. So get right right here on 105 Through the Fan. You're home of the Dallas Cowboys and World Series champion Texas Rangers. Appreciate you rock with us on one... Um, I guess I already said 105 through the fan. But on this Friday evening, I'm Reginald Datatula sitting alongside the Fan Phenom winner, Blake Elliott. Talk to me. Come on. Thanks, Blake, for hanging out with me on this Friday as well, as well as Larry D. Flores on the ones and twos. Uh, We're kind of starting to wind down on this Friday evening, heading into the weekend uh, where there's plenty of football and all sorts of action. And so just kind of want to ask, what you got going on this weekend? What are you watching? What are you interested in? Uh, What are you doing? Let's have a little bit of fun as we get ourselves uh, ready for, I guess, a weekend with Cowboys football against the Carolina Panthers on noon at noon rather on Sunday. We get some Mavericks basketball uh, on both Saturday and Sunday. Uh, some stars hockey as well. So yeah, man, what's what's your weekend look like? Eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three is uh, the truckwreck.com text line. So my weekend looks this like a crazy cut to pick, by the way, uh, Larry. You you have this in the you have this in the system for for Kim I'm guessing right, yep okay we're diagnosed that perfectly thank you sir sorry now Continue, you're boy. good you're good my weekend is gonna be sports filled as you would assume gonna have my eyes on that Washington Oregon State game to see mm. how that plays out I want to see if Georgia can keep the streak alive and I believe it's gonna be their most wins ever in a row they're going for 28 if I'm if I'm correct. So to see if they can break that record will be interesting. If anyone can stop them, Brock Bowers can keep going off and they get that offense right. And then this is my first week at the show. So just kind of giving myself a little bit of grace and enjoying not running around to the studio for the first day. So it'd be kind of (laughs) nice to hang at the house for a full day will be interesting. And then getting ready for Sunday, watching that Cowboys-Panthers game. And then like Reggie alluded to earlier, I'll be on the Specs post-game post show with Alec Medford. So getting prepped for that. So a lot of sports, trying to give myself some grace, a little bit of slowdown, but going to keep going. What about Ooh, you, Reg? Man, I, I don't know if you've noticed, uh, but my role has changed a little bit uh, on this show. 
And so I am very excited for this weekend for an opportunity to kick back a little bit, get some relaxation in. Um, very, very excited to be able to take a breather, take, take a breath. We after, need, after we all need week. breathers. Uh, I guess real quick, let me shout out from the two one four. They said shout out to my son Samaje Blaylock and the Desoto Eagles, who won forty two to twenty area champs. Shout out to you, Efezi uh, Tolo. Appreciate you. Uh, for texting in uh, from the A17, they say they're gonna go eat some bomb Korean barbecue in Carrollton tomorrow, and then watch some college football and Maz. That sounds like a good day. I I do need to go out and grab something to eat, though. I feel like I I have been uh I've been responsible, cooked at the house, ate at the house, and I'm like, you know what? Go out, get something to eat. That'd be cool. Uh, go on, go and kick it back and relax a little bit. That'd be fun. Um. Swaggy booties on the Twitch chat. Shout out to you. Said got some dates lined up. Ooh, hey. okay, my okay. boy Swaggy. Try to get the dates in before Thanksgiving. We got we got to know where he's going. You got Swaggy booty. Put it in the chat, and we'll rank and see what you're taking there. If you're taking her to the Perot Museum, as we already alluded go. to yep. earlier, always always uh Perot's always an option. Or a hike, maybe as we alluded to earlier. If you're listening to the cross, I don't know where are you going to be taking her. That's interesting. Date Swaggy booty. Um, I know earlier today someone asked, uh, "Hey man, you mentioned yesterday that you were going to listen to that Andre 3000 uh flute album." You did. And so I guess they would like from uh, some um, some uh, updates as to what I heard. <laughs> and going to be completely honest. Please. I heard that uh, Andre 3000 was dropping the flute album. And I was like, all right, cool. I guess I'll run that. I love jazz anyways. It'd be cool. Um, first thing I noticed when I got off the show, because, I mean, it, obviously, technically it drops at 12 midnight Pacific, or at Eastern time, rather, which is 11 p.m. here local. And I was like, all right, that works perfectly for, for me. That's when I get off work. Left here, uh, put the uh, put the song on or put the album on, and the first thing I noticed was like, "Hey man, does that say an hour and forty some minutes?" I was like, "Hey dog, it's a flute album. I did not anticipate the epic. Like I didn't anticipate this much. I was hoping for like a, a smooth forty five, maybe. Yeah, maybe even something tighter. You know, maybe a nice thirty five uh, minute album. Nope, nope. We got we got a whole long album, and so I was like, "All right, let's put it on. Let's try." And what I notice is just like it's so it, it it's it just feels like ambient music as opposed to like active music. And coming off of a long day, I was like, look, man, this is not carrying me. I I tried, I carried through with it for maybe like 20, 25 minutes, but uh, it didn't feel like there was a lot happening. I'll I might get back into it. I I maybe got into about two songs. Ooh, yes. only two? Yeah, those songs were like 13 minutes long. It was it was a <laughs> Swaggy Booties calls it the Squidward clarinet sounding album. I won't say necessarily that. There was it was a decent vibe, but there wasn't a lot happening with it though at the same time. And so I was like, I've seen it compared uh on the internet to maybe like or not compared, but described as maybe a good going for a walk album or a good like meditation. Everything album. have its everything has its place. And absolutely. And I was like, all right, cool. Maybe in the right, you know, framework, in the in the right uh setting, it comes across better. But just sitting on my couch trying to actively listen to it, it wasn't doing what it needed to do. So uh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it didn't hit me the way it needed to. And honestly, I didn't have high expectations for it. But uh, we'll see if maybe I come back to it. Maybe that'll help me relax this weekend, huh? There you go. There see, go. everything has its place, everything happens for a reason. For me, I had a different music experience. I don't know if you remember yesterday I talked about Drake dropping an album. Scary Hours, I guess, deluxe for for all the dogs. And I had no idea this was dropping. I really haven't been looking on social media as far as music goes. And boy, Reg, as soon as it started, Red Button, one of the first lines he said, radio is king. And you know that hit hard to my heart. The rest of the songs 
absolute tip top bangers. I think it's safe to say that Drake was rapping like the rent was due. That was the popular assumption on there because on the rest of the songs, the actual album was a lot of singing and a lot of musical performances. He was just rapping on this one, and that's my favorite kind of Drizz. And then You Broke My Heart, best song on there, the last one. So I'm going to be rerunning back that album this weekend, getting some college football, getting some NFL football, and, of course, the Mavs. So I got I got a great weekend ahead of me. Okay. All right. I did find it funny, though. Like, didn't Drake say he was going to take some time off? And he did. He did. did not. That's what happens with greatness. You, you want to take time off? He said, wait. Okay. Let me hit him with it one more right. time. If you say so. Or he just lied. That's also a possibility. He's, PR, man. He's, he's not above lying. Uh, let's see. Shout out to shout out to the 214 who says, got a wedding party tomorrow. So he's going to Tolo. Get a poker game going this weekend. I'll, look, I'll see about that. I, I, I feel like I'm going to relax more than anything. But I do need to, I did mention earlier that, I, you know, I'm trying to get some of the homeboys together, do, do something relatively soon. Just, you know, see your people. You know, it's, all, it's always good to tap back in and see your folks. All right, let's 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 get a little sportsy for a second. Um, I know you kind of talked about some of the games that you're most, what's, what's the single game that you're most interested in this weekend? As far as the NBA goes, easily the Mavs game. And then I talked on the college football game that I feel like that's honestly the only good game as far as like just entertainment value is going to be that Washington, Oregon State one. And then the NFL, man, there's a lot of random kind of games going on. I mean, other than the Panthers game, let me pull up the schedule for you real quick. And I'm not counting that Monday night game because that's, I mean, the, the, Super Bowl rematch, Chiefs, Eagles. Yeah, that one's going to be fun Monday night. But I'm not counting that one. That's we're back into the week at that point, I, right? I, I think I think Steelers Browns is going to be a real interesting one to kind of see what DTR can do. Oh, okay. I was going to say because that doesn't sound interesting to me at it, all. Watching Steel, Steelers football. The Steelers aren't they a team that's like been outscored all season and still up, uh, still six to three? Like, how is yeah. Mike Tomlin doing? What sorcery does he have? He's just got the it factor. They came into the season knowing that they were average on offense pretty good on defense if not great and somehow they keep winning games and they're playing against two injury ridden teams in the next two weeks so they could sneak their way in I kind of want to see if they do it that Jets Bills game that could be interesting two teams that are kind of like right in the middle Bills don't know what they're doing offensively Jets haven't known what they're doing offensively all year I don't don't like your your thought process on this I'm going for the games that are like maybe not as fireworky but like how much of a dumpster fire can this be? And I want to see it unfold. That's not the kind of weekend I'm trying to have this week. I, I respect the, what you're doing. Me, personally, staying away from those. Uh, shout out to uh, is this manager Dantastic. Is that what we're doing here on the Twitch? Who says uh, Louisville versus Miami football. Louisville ranked 10th. Uh, and Miami has just kind of been a, a weird team to watch. Uh, I know that Van, did uh, Tyler Van Dyke get officially ban- uh, benched? Is that what happened there? I can't re- ha- remember what exactly has happened in Miami. One thing I do know is Louisville is one of those teams where they're nine and one, but they just they they feel like the the le- the least of those. Not to be disrespectful to them, but I mean obviously they're they're one of the good teams in the nation right now. It just doesn't feel like they're on the same level as everybody else. And so um, it, I guess that will be interesting to see if they can hold up and continue to keep doing what they're supposed to be doing in the ACC, so that they can book their place to ultimately lose to FSU in the ACC championship game. Which is, you know, not not a bad season for them at all. Not a bad season at all. Although I feel like I have to be excited for one particular game. It's the uh, Sunflower Showdown. Kansas State versus Kansas in Lawrence, Kansas. Both teams ranked 21-25. How, how often do you get that? So I'm going to have to tap into that, see what Will Howard and the Kansas State Wildcats can do against uh, the University of Kansas in uh, you know, a rivalry game. You, you get those, you got you to gotta watch them, right, I guess? 
Outside the Cowboys Panthers, what game is catching your eye, Mr. Reggie? Well, I feel like I have to I have to watch that one. Uh college football wise, I'm actually I'm not I'm saying, able to watch I was it. I'm I was saying NFL. Oh, NFL. What okay, NFL cool. game is catching your eye outside of Cowboys Panthers? Ooh, okay. That's a that's a good question. Um obviously Thursday night was one that I was really excited about. Um I mean, the Texans have been interested, but interesting, but I'm not actually all that interested in watching the Cardinals. Uh, but, K-1's back. I, mean, I, I I will watch it. You know what it is? It's Seahawks-Rams. Ooh. It is Seahawks-Rams. Uh, the Seahawks are a team that the offense has actually started looking a little worse uh, towards the last few weeks. Um, so I'm... I kind of want to see what that is, but it's it's also not like a super intriguing game. The Rams are 3-6, and six and they have not been super inspiring, although admittedly... Uh, Matt Stafford has been injured. He'll make his way back. So Puka. I guess I guess that one is the one that I'd go for. But you know, not not an uh, uber inspiring week all the way around when it comes to uh, the NFL. You'll get to watch the Cowboys at, at noon, and I guess maybe maybe Red Zone will make it feel better because yeah. that's that's one of the things is like if you don't have one particular game that hits, it's like hey let's have a whole bunch of games and you know splice them together real quick and see if uh, any of those uh could do something for you. Uh shout out to Lady T who said this weekend is gaming, gaming and more gaming. Ooh, what Appreciate games you that. playing? Talk about what games you playing. Um, Love video games. From the 214 they said Saturday have choir rehearsals and then have to fry, fry seven turkeys for Thanksgiving. Now that's that's a winner right there. She's who? on whoever that is is on the right track. Yeah, who who, how, who are you deep frying all these turkeys? Are these just for your family? Are you taking orders? I'm I'm intrigued. How are you how you got seven turkeys to fry? That's that's a lot. Seven. But sh- shout out to you because I mean, if you got all these turkeys to fry, I imagine that means one of two things: either you bite off more than you could chew, or you you a dog when it comes to frying those turkeys. Or may- maybe maybe it's an event being set up. Maybe turkeys for some kind of gathering that they're planning okay. could be. Right. And I love the choir practice mixed in right there. Love that. What else is the text line saying? Uh, someone said, uh, it looks like somebody else is gaming Discord and World of Warcraft. There the we boys. go. Okay. Come on. All right. I, I don't, I never played World of Warcraft myself, but you know, I had some friends that, that dabbled and that, that thing. What's your go-to? Who, me? Yeah. If, if you might not game anymore, but oh, what okay. was your go-to? Yeah, anymore. It's, it's been a while. I guess if I, if I am going to turn on a game at this point, it's either like Rocket League or MLB The Show. Ooh. I'm, I'm very much leaned into the like. And I, I'm not saying that I am an old guy. I understand. I'm not trying to make anybody feel bad, but I've leaned into like the old guy kind of games where it's just like, look, man, let me just play a few games on the show and keep it pushing, or let me play a little Rocket League and then keep Rocket it going. League's a young man's game. So if you're still repping on that, that was pretty good. I would say that's where they, that's what a cracked is in the gaming world kids are at. So I couldn't hang. I was terrible at Rocket League. Okay. All right. Well, very good. Uh, those are some of the things that everybody's got going on with the weekend. Um, let's see. Somebody asked, what games do you like to play, Blake? Um, I'm a big Call of Duty guy. Nasty on the sticks. Okay. Um, Madden 2K, like I said. And then the best games ever created, God of War and Spider-Man. Love the single-player games. Okay. Very good. Um, those are some of the things that we have going on this weekend as we wind down on the Get Right right here on 105 through the fan. And all that's left is for Final Call. Oh. We'll do that next on the fan. So get right right here on 105.3, the fan, your home of the Dallas Cowboys and World Series champion, Texas Rangers. I'm Reginald Latatula listening alongside the fan phenom winner, Blake Elliott. Talk to me. And shout out to Larry Flores for holding it down on the ones and twos and making sure that we sound good. Uh, appreciate you rocking with us on this Friday evening, whether it be on uh, on Odyssey app, uh, on YouTube, 105 through the fan, or on twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Cam. 
Thank you for rocking with us. It's very, very kind of you to do so. Uh, we we were asking what people got going for their weekends before we went to break. Uh, someone was talking about uh, cooking seven turkeys. Seven of them. And uh, shout out to Feezy Tola who said uh, the turkeys are for church members. And that's what we like to see. Cooking it for the church members, choir practice. That's someone who's got their priorities straight. And on top of that, apparently uh, three, tur- three turkey flavors. Cajun, lemon pepper, and regular. Oh, we need the Addy. Go ahead and send wherever that church is going because that sounds amazing. Three different turkey flavors, Cajun and lemon pepper. I don't, I don't know that I'd want to do a lemon pepper turkey. Have you had it? I have not, mm. to be fair. But I feel like when it comes down to like the turkey, I kind of want it to be, you know, not like. You like dry turkey, don't you, Reg? No, 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 no. no. What, what's your preferred turkey flavor then? Dry is not a flavor. But, I mean, I would prefer that it's not. I mean, like, some, whatever, like, a normal turkey is. Like, I, I'd be willing to try a Cajun turkey for sure. Actually, I'm sure I have actually had a Cajun-flavored turkey. Lemon pepper just feels like a, a, a bridge beyond. You're not a lemon pepper stepper then. Come on, man. Shout out to the lemon pepper That's turkey. That's like being like, I, yeah, I'm going to make a lemon pepper burger. Like, I feel like lemon pepper don't have to go on everything. It does. It's one of them right. things, man. It wild. doesn't miss. That is, that is wild. Until you've tried it. I want to try it. So if let us know if you got some extra turkey, and I'll come and pick it up. That is that is a lot. Um, again, it's to get right. We've been hanging with you all day. Uh, I'm interested in the Mavs this weekend. Uh, we talked about the Bucks game. Are you have any interest in, uh, or what's your interest level in the game versus the versus the Kings? Versus the Kings, that's going to be interesting as well. So, like you said, Bucks, Kings, Kings will be at home. That boy D Fox, Keegan Murray. That team has looked a lot different over the last couple of years. And they're a team that can push it up and down the floor. It'll be interesting for me. It'll kind of be like backwards. The Bucks game, I'm interested to see how they defend the paint. I'm interested to see how they guard the perimeter because they got some shooters in, with Keegan and um, Huter. And then they also got, obviously, that boy D. Fox is different. And Sabonis don't play down low. He's physical. So that'll be an interesting kind of back-to-back matchup and seeing how the – I'm more interested to see how they look on the defensive end of the floor. We know they can put the ball in the bucket. But is the defense for real? So we've mentioned that uh, it's an in-season tournament night in the NBA. Uh, currently in the in the uh, the in-season tournament, the West Group B, the group that the Mavs are in. If you are so inclined, uh, the Rockets, the Clippers are playing. Uh, the Rockets lead fifty to forty-eight. Um, and then earlier there was a game played between teams in your division, and that was Nuggets Pelicans. The Pelicans actually got a win there, one fifteen. You already know what I'm going to say. What are you going to say? It's the court, man. That yeah, court, that home court advantage is crazy. If you watch the game, it's on the purple court, and I want to say they're undefeated on it. At least they beat the Nuggets and the Mavs on it. I know that for sure. That court, man, it does something. That purple nerf joker. I don't know, man. The NBA got to look into that. Um, one thing that the NBA definitely is going to have to look into are all of these in-season courts, not because of the colors, but because of the quality of condition. Ooh. Seems like a uh, Boston Celtics star Jalen Brown called in condition the condition or called into question rather the condition of the Toronto Raptors custom in-season court. It's a good looking court, mind you. Great, though. great. Like black with the gold accents, which really leans into some of the uh OVO. city edition jerseys that they have been doing. However, uh Jalen Brown said, quote, I think I might have strained my groin a little bit. Um, we'll see how it affects, but the court was just slippery all game. And that's not the first we've heard of this. Luka Doncic also talked about the court kind of not quality, not being well, talking about dead spots. Mm -hmm. We've heard about other players saying that the courts have been slippery. 
If you don't know, that's why the Mavs didn't play on their end season, uh, end tournament season court because of the paint kind of being weird and it being slippery. As you know, the Dallas Stars also play there. So there's a lot of factors that you don't realize that goes into a court rather than just laying out some plywood. There's a lot that goes into it. And if it's not perfect, it can, like you just said with Jalen Brown, cause an injury, cause some dead spots, and cause some inconsistencies where you can't have in the National Basketball Association. Yeah, um, even Precious Achua. So don't don't just think this is a uh, this is a, a team uh, that was playing on an away court, complaining about the away court. Precious Achua, who is a Raptors player, mentioned um, and he said, "I quote: It was slippery. I fell a couple times myself. The extra stuff is extra. I'm just trying to play basketball at the same time, not trying to get hurt." So I understand what the NBA was trying to do with these uh, with these in season tournament courts. The effect can be seen, right? Like. There's a lot of people making mention of the ways that these look. And I mean, I know for me, I can't speak for any other people, but when I see that court, I instantly know, okay, yeah, something's different. And I remember, oh, yeah, they have this in-season court, tournament court. And I, and I think that's really the main idea. The problem is the execution has been problematic. And so if if you have courts that are not of the right quality, you're putting your players at risk, one, which is something that you definitely don't want to do, especially when you consider, I mean, how few players make this league, right? There's not that many players. And also the ones that you sell games on, you can't afford to have though. You can't afford to have them miss. Particularly, you think about the fact that they just instituted rules to make sure that uh, the big time players, the stars in this game, play the big time games that are on TV. What happens now if you have them making sure to play, but on courts that could possibly hurt them? And yeah, a lot of people don't know, but in almost a lot of these stadiums, they strip the court and use it for hockey and various other sports. So this is a quick turnaround on putting these new courts out here and the new paint. There's a lot that goes into it, and I, I, I'm obviously not in the court when they're doing these things, so I wonder if there's just, like Reggie alluded to, lack of execution and detail because that kind of stuff matters a lot when it comes to player health, player safety. It's visually great, and I wonder if they can maybe do something just on the TV side that makes it like that and the players can find a better balance, but I don't think we should sacrifice player health for a better-looking court. I think the biggest thing is like make sure that you take the time to actually – have enough time to get the courts built. 100%. One of the things about this is like this was not an early development in the thought process. This was kind of a little late and they had to hurry to get these done. And in the hurrying, you can kind of see that the quality is not up to standard of the rest of the courts. And that's that's a big problem. I think it's a big problem when it comes to the NBA. Uh, real quick, Kirk Cousins apparently says that he's planning to make an NFL return from his Achilles injury. Of course, it was still season ending. He's not pulling to Aaron Rodgers saying that he'll come back in December. However, what he is saying is that, uh, quote, you have a lot of things go through your head. And one of them is, is this the last time I play football? Quote, he said, uh, now a couple of weeks removed, I could say, no, it's not going to be the last time I play. I'm excited to write the next chapter and see what God wants to do with this. So Kirk Cousins does intend to come back and play football. You've not seen the last of Kirk Cousins. Uh, does that make you happy, sad, indifferent? Um, that makes me happy. Kirko Chains got his priorities. Not Kirko Chains. Kirko Chains, man. That boy, that boy different. No, he's got his priorities. Not right. everybody's different. Someone's got to be the same, Blake. Mm, he's different. I, I Did you watch the Netflix quarterback documentary over I him? did, and that made me uh, appreciate him more as a human being, but as a football player, I know what he is. But we're just talking about him as a human being right now, wanting to return to the game of football. Okay, and fair I think enough. It, I think it's good for the game of football. He's a good personality that people obviously have been taking note of because of the documentary, myself included. And I think that this Minnesota team needs him. I think he's a serviceable quarterback and can take this team to hopefully that next level when you have a Jay Jetta. So 
I'm praying for a speedy recovery. Hopefully, Kirko Chains comes back to the Minnesota Vikings and they can make something shake. Uh, before we go, you might uh, be an F1 fan. And if you're an F1 fan, you definitely yeah. saw the uh, the problems that they had in yep. Las Vegas. Uh, they had practice yesterday, or they were supposed to, and one of the cars hit a manhole cover yes, and created sparks all over the, the track, which meant that they had to shut this thing down. And so spectators came in. And were you know they were kicked out pretty soon uh, after they got there, not really being able to see anything, which is really tough when you consider the weekend that they have had. The, you know, ticket prices really dropping, hotels and such. And so they were really hoping that you know the Las Vegas Grand Prix would be a big thing for them, F1. And so with this with this being the case, they took a five hundred million dollar gamble on doing this event in Vegas. Um, but it's got to recover after opening night, where they had the first practice ruined just nine minutes in. Yeah, the Las Vegas is going through some interesting things. We talked about it yesterday on the show, acquiring the A's. We talked about them, obviously, having F1 there. So there's a lot of things kind of going up and down for them. Myself, I am a fan of F1. My friends have gotten me into it. So I was kind of interested to see what could happen, especially being in the U.S. and to see what kind of pull they could do. And obviously with the ticket prices and the hotel prices, it hasn't been going well. And the last thing you want to see is another burden out there that there's a manhole. Was this not thought through? Like, hey, let's go ahead and check the course and make sure there's nothing in the way. Nope. And you cannot have a car hitting that and sparking out, which is what happened. Injuries could arise quite quickly. So they made the right decision, but it's hard for F1 and People traveled, correct, Reggie, to go see this? And the fact that this could be derailed is quite a heartbreaker for all the people that traveled all the way to Vegas to watch this F1 race. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that people win. I mean, that's the whole idea is to try and make it an event. It's one of, what, three races yes. in America? When yes. you talk about Circuit of the Americas and Miami, Miami. They're, you know, the, this is something that's grown in America, and you can tell that uh, Formula One is trying to nurture this locally. And so... Um, you know, kind of a big stumble to start. Only nine minutes on your first night is not really what you want. And also, this was happening really late at night. And I imagine that's kind of odd when you consider, like, the idea of doing this at, like, 2.30 in the morning. However, also, it seems like what they were trying to do is get the, you know, do things at night and so that they can kind of uh, open up uh, for regular traffic to not be as much of a nuisance on Las Vegas and what they got going. Yeah, 100%. You hit it on the nail, but... Not turning in the right way for the F1 fans. I did want to say before we get out of here, one week in, I appreciate anyone that was rocking with me, friends and family in the chat, in the Odyssey, listening. Appreciate the support and sticking with us on the get right. Shout out to my moms. Shout out to the family for rocking with us. Shout out to Reg getting us through this as we're both going through new roles. I hope y'all appreciated what we got to cultivate here today. Reg. Get us out of here. Yeah, man. Uh, make sure to keep it locked on 105 through the fan. We've got Will and CA from 10 a.m. And then you'll go into Georgia, Tennessee at 2 o'clock on Saturday. And you'll get Florida and Missouri after that. And, of course, you, this is your home of the Cowboys. 9 a.m. on Sunday is when pregame starts. We'll Woo. take you all the way to the evening on 105 through the fan. We appreciate you rocking with us. Be easy. Peace. See you. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.